This is the Sports Card Man podcast for episode number two. Uh, we are back. I'm your host, uh, Vinny Rulo. Uh, going to get to a lot of good things today. Uh, last weekend, uh, we did the Cooper Sound show. Uh, Friday, Saturday, we were uh, set up. Uh, very uh, cool to see uh, a lot of people there. Uh, good time uh, for it for sure uh, a lot of people haven't been able to go there in about three years because of the covid um but this year um big crowd for ortiz was glad to uh see everybody back there and uh you know talk to a lot of people had some good sales uh it was a good time we uh also did the uh albany uh card show too uh, in upstate new york uh and that was a good time as well and this this weekend i will be at the national uh, for Saturday and Sunday. Um, but uh, yeah, let's get right into it for uh, this week too. Um, for this episode, a lot of obviously uh, since we last spoke, a lot has happened as far as in the card market and sports. We're going to spend some time on cards, spend some time with uh, um, talking uh, sports news as well. But yeah, the biggest news of the day is the Mickey Mantle uh, 1952 Tops uh First tops card, not as rookie. His rookie's fifty-one Bowman uh, has hit Heritage auctions and is already at four point three million dollars. A lot of people talking about it on social media today. Um, probably going to break a record, go easily. I would say ten million dollars. I believe the highest ever sale was like six million something. Uh, so this this card is a historic in a sense, and it'll be give a lot of publicity to SGC. A lot of publicity to heritage auctions um and you know i think it's gonna only benefit those two companies as far as you know getting a lot of notoriety for this card um you know a lot of uh, news outlets will be talking about it it'll be talked about i'm sure a ton on social media and a ton at the national too um so that was my my thoughts kind of on that card there's only if you're not familiar with it there's only three psa 10s in the world uh, I believe one of them is owned by the Diamondbacks owner, another guy that travels with like his own private army, and I believe the third one is like a older guy that's had it for a while that he he bought it in like the mid '90s. Um, so that card is easily the best baseball card ever, and the best sports card ever. So I'm expecting uh, that to go upwards of ten million dollars. Um, yeah, other topics I wanted to get into today too. Um, we'll stick to uh, cards related, and I'll juggle back and forth. Uh, you know, talking about some sports things too. Um, my big wins uh, recently, I would say uh, within the last week, week and a half or so, um, it was definitely Matt Carpenter. Um, you know, a lot of Yankees people have been talking about him, whether it's analysts, whether it's uh, current players, whether it's former players, uh, current players on the team, everybody has been, you know, talking up how well Carpenter is playing. He leads baseball um, in o- like an OPS, or he's like he was like right there. I believe he has around 14 home runs um, and about 100 at bats, and easily been the best pickup of any uh, player for the Yankees or in baseball this season. I would say at the the mid like in and I think they bought him in like the end of May. Um, so, you know, great, great scouting done by the Yankees and to, you know, pick him up and uh, definitely get a lot out of him. Um, but long story short, uh, about a week, week and a half ago, I was uh, browsing the uh, Matt Carpenter uh, card market 
and you know if you're not familiar with his cards uh, his best card is his 2011 Bowman prospect card and he also has a 2011 Bowman chrome uh, card which has like the the black and green border but the prospect card is a facsimile auto um, and like the best one you can obviously get is a super fractor which I don't no idea where who has that or where it is um, you know, I saw the gold refractor was going close to like $200 um, or so, and like it was up for auction, right? And, you know, one of the trends in sports cards right now is if you buy the colored match to go with the team's uniform. So example, um, if you get like a player on like, let's say like the Packers, um, you could get the green border of the card and it's kind of like you have the color match to go with the team's uh, uniform, right? So um, I was browsing the Matt Carpenter market and I saw there was only one graded uh, Carpenter on, um, which was a PSA 9 Bowman Chrome Blue Tractor. And with Carpenter being on the Yankees, uh, the Yankees wearing blue, even though it's like a lighter shade of blue, the Yankees are more like a darker blue. I was like, you know, hey, that card's kind of cool. Um, didn't even know the, the, the pop report at the time, but I knew it was the only one on there, right? And it was the Blue Refractor numbered to 250. I was going back and forth with the seller for a little bit, trying to get it for like 30, uh, 35 bucks. Uh, we finally agreed on a price for 35 uh, shipped and I got it, right? And just before the All-Star break, he um, was getting red hot with the Yankees. He had about a seven RBI game. Um, two home runs uh, and this was letting up to the all-star week right and everyone was talking about carpenter carpenter this carpenter that Saturday Sunday everything everything was a carpenter right and I had the card on and I was getting action on it immediately um, probably within a few days later just after I bought it I put it on and you know, there was no action for a couple games, and I was like, okay, let's give the, it's the all-star week, maybe, you know, it'll pick back up, uh, and then sure enough, uh, he hit a home run on Saturday um, against the Orioles, which was like number 14, and then on Sunday, which was yesterday, uh, the card sold for full price, $125, so you know, that just shows you that, you know, you, sometimes you don't, you have to kind of go off the, the grid a little bit or kind of go outside the box to get, you know, some players that, you know, other people aren't thinking of to buy um, or, you know, other people haven't caught on to. And it only takes one person, you know, to, you know, buy Carpenter and, you know, for you to make a profit and um, things like that. I'm a Yankees fan, too. Um, I was thinking about holding on to it, but I'm not sure of like the longevity of Carpenter, so I decided to sell it. Um, but yeah, that was one of my big wins um, on cards recently, for sure, uh, no doubt about it. And nobody, nobody else had um, any Carpenters listed whatsoever. Uh, my other one recently, which was a big, um, a big one for me was on uh, the Albany show, I picked up a David Ortiz Flair uh, PSA 10. Uh, he only has, he has a couple other rookies, like the Flair Ultra is his most popular card for sure, that's his PSA Hall of Fame rookie registry card, uh, which is very popular. Uh, his next best card is the 97 Flair, 
um, which is the one that I picked up, and I picked it up from a guy um, at the Albany show, and he only wanted like 175 bucks and some trade, so um, didn't have to give up much for that at all. And I actually sold that um, for about 360 um, on eBay, so after fees about 317 or so, um, which was a nice quick uh, flip on an Ortiz. Um, I don't mind Ortiz. I just didn't. Um, like how he beat up on the Yankees a lot, um, being a Yankees fan. Um, but uh, I thought his, um, I, I like him as an announcer for sure, and uh, he definitely was very clutch. Um, and, uh, you know, I think uh, he's probably the best DH ever. Um, so he definitely was worthy of getting in the Hall of Fame. But uh, that, was, that was a very good uh, quick flip for sure. Um, the other one, too, that I should mention was... This guy, um, I had mentioned to my premium subscribers um, on at Sports Card Man Premium, was to buy Sandy Alcantara um, on the uh, Macari app, which you can buy. You could have bought his Bowman Chrome uh, Green Auto that I posted about number to ninety nine on um, my Instagram page and for my premium subscribers. And I told them, I was like, hey, you know, these are up for about, uh, I believe it was about 75 bucks. And they were comping at closer to like 200 plus. And the seller hadn't really updated the listing in a while. So there was some risk in buying it and then not getting it. But at that cost, I thought it was a no brainer. That's what I, you know, pointed out to people that, you know, hey, you should buy this. And, know see if you get it and then worst case scenario you could always return it um or if you don't get it you can get your refund back or something was wrong with it so to me it was a low risk move and um it paid off for one of my subscribers um they bought the green refractor um they have since put it on on ebay and um you know it's probably going to sell for two ish 200 ish i would say but he's one of the big favorites for uh, the NL Cy Young for sure. Um, I think he'll win it. His ERA is about 1-7. Um, only about 25, 26 years old. Had some very good seasons. Uh, if he was in a bigger market and not, you know, the Miami Marlins, um, the card would be even worth more with, with the way he's pitching. So with that being said, uh, the same seller had um, another Sandy Alcantara, and it was a Beckett uh, 9-5-10 auto. Um, and that was another quick flip that I bought on there and I resold it and made about 50 bucks. So um, between Cooperstown, between the quick flips on Ortiz, Carpenter, Alcantara, since my last podcast, um, some very good sales, uh, no doubt about it. Um, and like I said, keep we're going to carry that momentum um, into the national where we're hoping uh, I'm hoping to trade a few of these cards here. I got actually a few cards in front of me. Um, I have a really rare um, card that I'm going to try to uh, talk about quick. It's a uh, Trayvon Diggs um, Contenders, um, the wild card version. Um, and this is a Pop 2. Um, and I'm, I have it on eBay for 460 or best offer. And I'm hoping to get around 400 in trade or so. Um, Diggs had a phenomenal season last year, made the all-pro team. 
Um, I got that one graded myself, um, and it came back at ten. Um, I think it's probably a, like around a four hundred dollar card. Um, the, the contenders auto in a in a just a base sells for about two two twenty five, and that's the uh, wild card version. So I'm um, you know I'm trying to that's my goal at the national. I'm trying to maybe you know make some few trades, uh, maybe tr obviously try to trade up uh, things like that. That's kind of my mindset. I don't usually tend to sell to dealers too much unless it's something I really want to get rid of um, or if I want to get out of something or just kind of want to break even, things like that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of one, uh, one card I'm hoping to bring for sure. Um, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about a few other things too that are happening. Um, Obviously, the big news too is the the Derek Jeter uh, documentary is is currently happening. Um, I've seen the first two episodes so far. I pretty much knew everything that um, you know transpired so far, like that they've talked about. Um, there's a few few things I didn't know um, as far as like what what was happening, but I knew as far as like all the the baseball. Um, side of things like and, and things like that and it's just a uh, it's just a very well done uh, documentary it's similar to the last dance where you know it's going in like chronological order it's really kind of um, getting like telling you the story and things like that and it's, it doesn't seem rushed um, as far as like you know uh, other documentaries that they seem to go too fast this one it's kind of has a good flow to it um, it's very nostalgic um, you know it's cool for Yankee fans to kind of reflect back and see you know how amazing this guy's career was and things like that um, which I'm I'm enjoying it it's uh, the next episode is uh, this Thursday so it should be definitely cool to see there was one Jeter card that we featured on our feature card of the week it was the 92 uh, little Son High School Proof card, um, which that card only pops up about one or two times a year because um, it's so rare. And I talked about that in my post on at Sports Card Man. Um, and you know, you can definitely give us a follow if you're not following us. And that card was a, a BGS eight, um, and it sold within like uh, I believe it a couple of days or so after we had posted about it. Um, and somebody definitely scooped it up. But uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to um, more of the, the Jeter episodes for sure. Um, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on some baseball news and some other sports news too. And I'm going to do a few more things in relation to uh, cards. Um, right now, everybody is talking about Juan Soto um, and where he's going to go. Uh, we just posted about his card um, tonight on uh, about the tops update PSA 10 rookie um, that card used to be about I think it hit about 250 it was the all-time high for it uh, right now it's about a hundred ish 110 um, it has a really high pop of over 21,000 in a PSA 10 uh, but I still think you know it's a good card to have just because it's Soto um, and he's only 23 years old um, you know, he's off to an amazing start. And then if, you know, if he gets traded to, um, you know, one of these like bigger teams like the Yankees, the Mets, the Cardinals, um, even the Padres, like imagine pairing him up with uh, Tatis, like that would be, you know, something to have those two 
two guys that young and that good for um, so long. So, you know, I could definitely see him possibly getting moved, but it's kind of up in the up in the air yet. So we'll have to wait and see. The trade deadline is August second, so we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. And um, we just posted to buy his card because I think it's probably going to go up if he gets traded. If he doesn't get traded. Um, there's not much risk at that value, um, even with it being a high pop. Like I didn't, I wouldn't mind having it just because there's only there's not there's not that many good Soto rookies, and that's still you know his most popular uh, rookie card. That or probably the Topps Chrome version. Um, but uh, as far as some other guys too that uh, to keep an eye on for baseball, right? One thing to learn from is last year's trade deadline, right? So you had guys like. Joey Gallo get moved. You had guys like uh, Max Scherzer get moved. Uh, we posted about uh, Max Scherzer last year. Um, his most popular card was the 2008 Topps um, update, and the PSA 10 of him was so undervalued. Um, and then as soon as he got traded, like it just immediately like went way up. Um, and the other example was Joey Gallo's Bowman Chrome Auto once he went to the Yankees. I believe they hit around 400. Uh, right now, they're about 100-ish, 80-ish or so. So they've come way down to value. But the thing of it is, of why I'm using these examples, are if you can figure out the players that possibly will get traded from now until a week, um, a week from now, then you can definitely make some quick profit. Um, ben Intendi is a guy that can get moved. Um, Luis Castillo is a guy that can get moved. Um, we've already talked about Soto. Um, we've talked about Wilson Contreras. So all of these guys are, you know, like I would say star players, and they're kind of like the the, the names that would make the most um, sense as far as like an investing standpoint. If you're going to take a chance on, you know, trying to get like a quick flip, or if you're going to try to just buy these guys because you're a collector, those are. Those are kind of the four guys you should be zeroing in right now on the trade deadline. I've already bought um, Luis Castillo, uh, Bowman Chrome Auto Mega Box. It's a very tough card. Um, not a lot of them graded. Um, not a lot of them even ungraded available. Uh, I bought one for about 30, 31 bucks a couple of days ago. But that's a card that's going to go like you know up, 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 up if he goes to the Yankees. I could see it hitting like. 75 80 bucks um if he does go to the yankees um you know it's possible he does it's possible he doesn't um but you know sooner or later the yankees are are gonna have to do something at the trade deadline they haven't done too much i mean within the last couple of years so um they could for sure get somebody um but we'll have to wait and see um a few other things too um i wanted to uh talk about was um, I wanted to transition to a little bit of football right, um, for a little while too. Um, there's a few players right now that you can start, let's say, zeroing in on, and you can start, you know, looking to buy them now before you know training camp hit or training camp hits, or before you know some guys start getting some more hype. Um, around this time, about two years ago, um, when they dropped like the Madden ratings. It seemed like that's when a lot of guys' cards started to go up because then people kind of use that as their premise to say, okay, you know, this guy's 
rated this and that and maybe you know I should start investing his card uh, the one guy then that went up like tremendously when he had like a 99 in Madden was Michael Thomas um, though his prism silver I still remember it hitting it like $500 or something crazy during the COVID um, but that's one thing to start paying attention to is start doing your uh, start doing your research on football look for you know some guys that you know are maybe their number one receiver on the depth chart that people didn't realize or um, maybe the a certain player has a low pop um, that you can buy now that nobody else knows about um, maybe you can catch on to like a player that people aren't thinking of to buy um, a few a few that come to my mind um, off the top of my head is I think Matt Ryan right now is really undervalued as far from a collector a collecting standpoint uh, you can pick up his 2008 tops chrome uh, PSA 10 rookie for around the most recents are around a hundred ish um, I haven't seen any active or current auctions but you know maybe someone is willing to sell it at comps and to me that's a buy at a hundred bucks um, just because I think um, if you look at some of the other quarterbacks that if you start getting them to like the first tier of quarterbacks like you you look at Burrow you look at Herbert um, those that those guys are still in the 350 range in um, in a prism um, whereas like Matt Ryan yeah he's older but his pop report is probably lower than those guys um, he's already gonna be a Hall of Fame um, he's already you know close to being a Hall of Famer um, he's won an MVP he's on a new team with the Colts um, so I think to me you know if, if he starts out well that's a 150 maybe even $200 card if uh, depending on how he, he does um, but I think at 100 even it's a, it's a solid buy that's just like you know one 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 comparison I've done so far uh, the other I was researching today I'm kind of intrigued by you know Alan Lazard on the Green Bay Packers um, I've been seeing that he's like their possibly their number one or number two receiver um, and with Rodgers you know he likes to throw the ball and Lazard is a guy that um, I believe his rookie is 2018 prism uh, he has like a silver auto or like a couple different colored autos that you can pick up and you know they're relatively cheap um, they're around 30 bucks or so and you know if he does well with the Packers this is a card that you know can probably double in value um, you know graded examples are going good too so maybe it's even a card to buy and get graded but the thing with the grading is uh if you want to get it back quick and before the season starts you got to invest probably at least another fifty dollars so ungraded might be your best bet for him um one other guy too um and you know i'm going to try to do more of these each week and profile some some other uh football guys uh, as we get closer to the season uh, one other guy i like is Kadarius tony on the giants um he played you know really well during the games that he did play uh with the giants last year um, I just feel like there's too much upside um, and potential for him and the Giants you know threw to him a lot when he did play he got his fair share of targets I believe you can pick up his contenders auto for around 20 bucks or so and that just seems too low for me for 
you know, a guy in a big market, um, uh, and especially in a nice card in contenders um, auto, that's, you know, got good upside, a good card to get graded to, play the long-term game uh, with it. And, you know, at 20 bucks, like, you should be buying, like, a three or four, maybe even five of those. Um, and, you know, I definitely want to pick one up myself, being a Giants fan, because I think, you know, he has, like, a solid future. Um, and you can tell that he has the ability to uh, succeed for sure. Um, as we wrap up here, I wanted to spend a few few moments on uh, one other cool card I wanted to point out, right? So um, if you're not familiar with this card, I think this is a very underrated card. Um, it's the 2000 Bowman Chrome um, Adam Wainwright uh, rookie, right? And the only way you could get this card was if you uh, bought the uh, set um, that was, uh, you know, it was like a factory sealed set, and it used to come in the bo in a box back in the day. Like there was no there was no pack for it or nothing. It was just that you had to open the set, and that was how you got it, right? Long story short, you can buy the set um, sealed on eBay for let's say twenty five thirty bucks, right? And Wayne Wrights in a PSA ten are selling as high as two hundred to 250 so um let's just assume if you buy um a, a set right uh and you buy and you want to get the card graded for let's say even 50 right you would uh you would be into it for about 80 bucks uh and you know it's possible you could get back a 10 um nine you would maybe break you would maybe break like slightly even or even lose a little bit of money nines are probably trending at 60 75 range um, but it's still a very, you know, undervalued card, I would say, just because people aren't realizing that Wainwright is slowly building, you know, like a Hall of Fame path. And people are saying supposedly this could be, you know, his last year. Um, he might retire the same time that Yachty retires. Um, so there could be a, a slight bump with Wainwright towards the end of the year. And especially, you know, if the Cardinals do make a run here um, in the postseason, um, which I th think certainly is possible. Um, it's just that it's going to come down to if people ha take interest in that card, which I think they will because he doesn't have like a lot of, he doesn't have like a lot of rookie cards. That's his own, that's one of his only, uh, rookie cards that in the uh, tops traded chrome um, we have a few moments left and uh, i just wanted to point out some other key cards that i picked up uh recently too and i wanted to talk about why i like them and why i bought them um, i picked up a jordan pool um, prism psa 10 uh, that kid has got like tremendous upside and tremendous like explosiveness um, he helped the Warriors win a lot of games, like in the postseason, um, and I, I'm honestly not sure why he dropped so much within, like, let's say, like a month, month and a half or so. Those were comping at like closer to two, two fifty. Um, I picked it up for about fifty five bucks. To me, it was a no brainer. Um, I honestly don't even want to sell it for a hundred. Um, I would probably wait until it hits at least one fifty. Um, to sell it or I'll honestly just like hold on to it or just like keep it until 
I feel like I'm getting enough value uh, back for it. Um, but definitely try to pick up pool, even if like you have to pay closer to let's say the $80-$100 range. Um, and I'm not saying that just because I bought it, just because I think you know the Warriors they could be back there this year and. You know, Poole could be even better uh, this year. He, the kid, I think he's only around 23 or so. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a really good buy. Um, the other one was, um, I've, I've talked about this card before um, on my uh, premium account. It's the uh, 1964 Topps uh, Dick Allen. It actually says Richie Allen on it. Um, but this card um, I uh, is his rookie. It's a PSA 6. And the one thing I love about vintage cards is the centering. The card has to be centered because that adds um, a lot more value and a lot more premium. Um, collectors love um, lower grades like five, sixes, even fours that are centered um, because to, to them, like the centering, it, it makes the card have more eye appeal. It makes it... Um, uh, stronger it means that the card could be undergraded um, there's a number of, of different factors you know of why people like lower grades that are centered versus higher grades that are off-centered because it just it's just preference and it's the first thing that uh, people say but a uh, quick story about Dick Allen then we'll wrap things up uh, he should have gotten in the Hall of Fame last year that same card in a PSA 6 was around 400 or so I think they hit and then they've come down because he didn't get in the hall he was one vote short from the committee vote but I think ultimately he will get in um, and that is a long-term hold so even in the short term like you know I picked it up for around 145 and I think that's probably a 250 card right now but I could see that easily hitting uh, 400 very soon but uh, yeah um that'll wrap things up for uh, episode two and uh we'll see you guys next week and we'll be at the national thanks bye